So next up, I would like to bring our attention back to the book we're reading, The Ten Grounds of Bodhisattva as we're advancing on the path to enlightenment. This is our second ground, freedom from defilement. And today to share with us furthermore on the topic of keeping ourselves free from defilement, I'd like to welcome Brother Yang Li, who will guide us through this chapter. Brother Yang. Hi everyone, I'm Yang. So um, thank you for having me to share with you again. Um, so two months ago, we talked about the first ground, the ground of joy. And we have learned that um, giving gives us a great joy, right? So this month, we're going to talk about the ground of freedom from development. So my master said, in everyone's mind, there is a storehouse of treasures. So, but first let us examine what is development. So, um, next page, Alex, okay, thanks. Development is to have a discriminating mind toward others. So this is a feeling of arrogance and the mindset of thinking of, I am more educated, I'm better looking, um, I can interpret master's dharma better than you do, um, that kind of mindset. And so the more we compare ourselves to, with others, chances are we might feel we are more superior because we tend to um, like focusing our strength but on, and also on other people's weakness. So in this way, so our mind will always, always be defiled. And the ground of freedom from development is a state of utmost tranquility. So you be very clear, understanding um, there's no differences, there's no discrimination. So only by, Master has told us, only by purifying our mind and eliminating disservice uh, thoughts, are we able to enter the ground of freedom from development. So this means that we have always, we need to plant the seeds in the field of mind uh, must be very, very good and pure. And she also said that we must never plant any seed, seeds of development. And in these chapters, um, she kind of divided in three big topics. So she continued to stress um, the body is a great liability. So, so if we use our wisdom to observe the world around us, as well as our own body, we kind of will discover that our body, there's nothing really to be proud of, right? So. As the Buddha had told us, the most turbid, filthy, and impure things in the world is the body. Um, moreover, uh, if we contemplate that we we actually have very little control over the safety of our body, right? So we realize the disturbance in countries and society, or imbalance of our four of the four elements in nature, have a great and direct impact on people. So, for example. Um, what happened to in Eastern Europe, um, people have very little control over their safety and have very little control over what happened next. So, and this, this also a lot of time will cost by us not thinking in, in the pure and good way. And then, so um, <clears throat> it, it means that it affected by our afflictions, right? So if, if our mind uh, is affected by afflictions, they may find our interpersonal conflicts, it will make us 
unable to take in the pure and wondrous Dharma. So, and Master has always stressed that truly within everyone's mind, there is a treasury to store precious things. But most of people like to take this storehouse for treasure and use it as a garbage bin. And I think people who live in California can actually relate to this. So when we used to live in California, everybody needs to buy a car. But we tend to put all our junk in the garage where we probably never gonna see them again. We don't even care about what's in the in the garage, but just everything we just throw in the garage and all the junks and then nobody likes to use them. But we park our precious car like with twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand outside on the driveway, under the sun, on the rain. So it's the same thing. Which one is more precious? A lot of time we'd rather have all the junk in our in our mind, but not using the utilizing the Dharma that we learn. So that's what Master has been telling us, like our body, the way we are and, uh, and the way we give in to our, um, the five poisons is a great liabilities. And when she talked about undefiled um, joy, so um, this is like when she talked about if we accumulate development in our heart, even our joy will be defiled, right? So. Here's an interesting example. So how when your joy, like it happened to me. So when your joy is like um, not pure intention. So um, in 2017, over 600 of um, your disciples actually went back to Hualien for a special retreat. I was one of them. Um, so if you haven't been to a Bofo retreat, you know that during the break time, there was always great snacks and food and everything and then for us who hasn't been back to Taiwan for so long like everything tastes just amazing and um, so this happens when so we'll call back to to back to our classroom but I was feel like okay so I still want a piece of scrub so I just ran toward the plate which hasn't been uh, taken away yet I grabbed a piece of grava and I was just really really happy and I look up here he is, um, and a bowmaster staring at me with shock on her face. So, and that is my that's when my joy was uh, drive by my my greed and and my ignorance of like thinking like having that piece of food is more important than going to classes, and my mis and then I cause a misery. So when I see a bowmaster, I feel really bad, and then all I can do is just being like, oh. <laughs> and I run back to classes. So, so, um, Master said, whenever there's a, so much joy that one cannot stop laughing, so when you're extremely happy, it will always be followed by afflictions that cause misery. So, this is a result of a defiled mind, a mind defiled by greed. Um, and Master always also said that in here that in this book, Bodhisattva instead have pure joy. So what is pure joy? Is that even when though with they we uh, Bodhisattva feeling hurt when see they see other people hurt, but it's not due to the affliction from personal gain or losses. Rather, it's affliction coming from sympathy for others. So that is a pure. Um, when when the Bodhisattva can help a person to relieve from suffering. That is pure joy. Instead of just trying to 
like trying to um, make name for himself or trying to gain some benefit from helping others. So um, having a heart of Bodhisattva is not just about passionately forming aspiration, right? So one may give rise to Bodhisattva, but it is hard to sustain that aspiration. So here's Master, next Master will told us uh, how to maintain this mindset in future lives. So uh, next slide, two minutes. So um, daily reflection journal. So at the end of this chapter, Master actually encourages us to actually keep a log of our mindset every day. So we need constantly reflect on ourselves, right? So where will our action today, the action of a Bodhisattva, um, where we our thought today pure, uh, do we engage in disputes? So every day, like at the end of the day, think about those three questions and write down your answers. Um, after one month, um, go back and read them, and read them, compare them, see how you do every single day. Um, perhaps maybe first two days we'll feel joyful because you know we just made this new vows about oh we're gonna have be tranquil every day or we can just be good. And then later on for if we can keep this for like 29 days and then 30 days we have a whole month evaluations then we can make a circle for this month to show that we have act as undefiled newly inspired bodhisattva for one month so that's what master want us to do however she also said that it's not enough just to be one month we need to continue making these circles every month for a full 12 months so her challenge for us is we if we can continue like continuously making 12 circles every month and then it's like then we can be very proud to say like i've been i have been a inspired bodhisattva for one year so um from this chapter and in this chapter this is what she challenging us to do and i think it's a great exercise and then we should probably all try it so um being bodhisattva is easy as master always told us so we don't need any supernatural power but we just need to be constantly training ourselves and constantly constantly be mindful so this is my showing for today thank you thank you brother yang for your sharing and giving us some um, uh, actionable items of keep, like keeping track of our thoughts keeping track of our actions because this is something that we can we have that we can uh, look back and it's something solid that we can compare to as we you know as we live through our lives we pick up a lot of life wisdoms a lot of useful items but at the same time we also pick up and get used to habitual tendencies and that tends to cloud our judgment and create afflictions in our lives so thank you so much brother yang for your sharing today and bringing us and giving us tips up to be free from defilement